0: It's been 40 years since the iconic Wheel of Fortune game show made its entrance into the homes of millions of Americans and with the hostess whose beauty is still garnering attention today. A small-town girl from Missouri who would overcome great challenges to be the force behind one of the most successful syndicated shows in television history. So why did this beauty, former model, and literally, quote, hostess with the mostess, choose to walk away at the pinnacle of her career, and in reality, the millions she would have garnered had she stayed? Here to talk about this and so much more in part one of my two-part exclusive is legendary hostess. Actress, humanitarian, and now doctor of psychology and chaplain, as well as author of her riveting and revealing autobiography, Stop the Wheel, I Want to Get Off, and founder of Wheel of Grace Unlimited Ministries. Would you please welcome with me to testimony the amazing Susan Stafford? Susan, welcome to testimony.
1: My goodness, that was good, ginseng. My (laughs) gosh, are you talking about
0: me? I'm talking about you, Susan. I was entrenched in the reading of your Mm -hmm. book, The Life You've Lived, The People You've Met, and The Places You've Been. Yours truly is a story from, quote, humble beginnings to incredible fame, favor, and fortune. And while there's not enough time in our two segments to cover it all, Susan, would you just begin to tell our audience why you made the decision to leave Wheel of Fortune, where you were at at that time in your life, and then for part two, I want to focus on how you came to faith in Jesus Christ, who for you would be a game changer in every sense of the word. Susan, please tell us your story
1: let me do the best i can in the length of time we have when um when i got a wheel of fortune it was called shopper's bazaar and mer griffin produced it and we sold it to nbc and it grew steadfast and we became the number one show in america i started with chuck woolery who's also a follower of the of the lord and and um I stayed on until Chuck left and Pat Sajak came on. And what had happened is I went to India because I serve all faiths, as long as it's with the Lord Jesus. And I went to India to work with uh, Father D'Souza with, <laughs> with leprosy. And I did that on my hiatus, which, of course, of the people that are in the industry, know hiatus is when you have your time off. And I remember my father saying, what are you going to India for? You don't have to go over there to leprosy. You can just stay here and take care of the American people and the homeless people and the children. So it was a little bit of a pull in my heart. But when I got there, I knew why I was there. I was there because I knew that I could never settle for turning letters ever again, that I had to do more with my life. And even though it was good fame and money, I knew that I had to do it, but I couldn't do it on my own. So I had what we know as a calling, and that calling was, give it up, darling, give it up. I'll take care of you. But uh, naturally, we don't walk out on anything because we have ethics, and those ethics were when my contract came up, I asked that I could take a powder and leave Wheel of Fortune because I wanted to go work with the Untouchables, and that was the beginning of my walk. And, of course, they thought that I was trying to get more money, which is typical of Hollywood and contracts. And so they offered me a much bigger contract, and then we had to come back and tell them this this is not... Again, this is the real deal. We wanted to leave, and we went into cancer work before we went overseas. And so that's the, the shortest length of time I can give you, my dear sister.
0: Well, that's pretty power-packed. I know uh, for our listeners who have watched Wheel of Fortune in the past, you made the Guinness World Book of Records as the original hostess. On Wheel of Fortune, and you were with them for seven years. And your departure was just when they were getting ready to be syndicated during nighttime. You had a conversation with Murray Schwartz, who worked side by side with Merv Griffin. And what did he say to you, Susan? And what did you say to him?
1: Well, Murray Schwartz was the president of Merv Griffin Productions. And they also owned Jeopardy and several other things. So it was quite an empire at the time. And he said to me that he thought I, the Jewish words, mashika, which is nuts. Uh, and, <laughs> and I explained to him that my heart, it was about things I couldn't explain because I myself would not leave. Me, by myself, I wouldn't leave a number one show that was going time and become primetime. I, come on now, I would not do that. But something which we know, of course, is called the Spirit of the Lord that comes into you said, you got to go now, darling. you got to move now. You've got to take it now. It's never going to. In fact, he even said to me, well, there's a place right across from NBC, St. Joseph. Go there and do part-time. I said, no, 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 that's not what I, no, I gotta, I've got to go. I've got to walk. And so... I I thought the show was good enough it will always maintain itself. It's a good show. And so uh, I did. And um, and I guess I have to tell you in total truth, I missed the money, but I don't miss the wonderful ride I've had. Mm-mm.
0: Right. Now, you said in your book that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to actress Susan Stafford and author of Stop the Wheel, I Want to Get Off and Founder of Wheel of Grace Unlimited Ministries. This is part one of a two-part exclusive. In your book, Susan, which was riveting in my view, all of the people, the places, all of the experiences that you, were, that you went through. I mean, here's a small-town girl. You're one of seven. You were separated from your family at an early age. You say in your book you had abandonment issues. And your father had a drinking problem. There were problems in the family, but your father was an entrepreneur. Uh, They ran their own business and cafe, and you explain all of that in detail in your book. You were well-loved in your own family and in the family that pseudo-adopted you, as I was reading in your book. But that presented some issues for you early on people saw your beauty they wanted you to model they entered you into beauty pageants you easily won it's almost as if god said i am picking this girl out of this family and i'm going to put her on the world stage but now fade forward in your book you say I got tired of being termed as the girl who turns the letters, and in some way you said you felt diminished by that. Can you explain?
1: Surely. Well, you've done your homework very well, I must say. Well, firstly, um, let's go step one. Step one is nobody can be given to another family, even if it's in the same town, and not feel that 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 there's something wrong with them. Even if the family does it for your own good, you feel like you've been given away. Even if you see them every week, there is something that must be overcome. And I think that's what helped me get my psychology degree because I wanted to feel what that was, and it's helped me with a lot of people and a lot of issues. Um, I believe what I'm answering to you is, the fact that people would come in, and especially the wives, were so good to me, which really is amazing, um, that they want to put me in a contest. And I remember going down to Kansas City and, and running for, I think it was a Miss Universe, one of those pageants, and I'm not being one of those things. And and I wore a lavender, listen to this teen scene, I wore a lavender striped bathing suit, and... And I went down there, and everybody had on black bathing suits. Well, I only had one bathing suit, and that's the one I swam in. And so it was in good shape, though. And and when I went to go out to walk on this platform in this bathing suit, which was a little embarrassing, somebody whispered, walk on your tiptoes, because all the other ladies had high heels on. And lo and behold, I think they took mercy on me, and I won the pageant. And that's really kind of how it started, unbeknownst to even me. You know, I mean, it wasn't like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. It was like, oh, gee, I get to do that. Big attitude difference.
0: Well, it seems like your mom and dad may have instilled in you the attitude of an overcomer, one that doesn't complain. Your mom, you say in the book, was a fabulous cook, and you always felt loved, and she prepared the most wonderful meals, and they reached out to the community and those that had less. We're going to talk about more of the humanitarian side of your story in part two, Uh, but for right now, I'm looking at Susan Stafford, soon to be a celebrity, whose last name uh, originally is Carney, so you're of Italian Irish heritage. Tell us how you got the name Stafford.
1: Okay, good story actually. I hope they enjoy it. Uh, it was really cute actually. I when I moved, actually I drove out to stay with my sister in Los Alamitos, and took a bus one time into L.A. I knew a couple people there, just maybe two. And they said, here, you've got to go to these agents. And I said, okay. But my father had a relationship with this wonderful man by the name of Sean Aloysius O'Finney, whose real name is John Ford. And he's the famous director. And so I got to go over and meet uh, Pappy Ford, as we call him. And he said, you know, this Susan Carney is it's not going to cut here. It's just not going to cut. You've got to put forward someplace in your name. And I said, well, I can't leave the name Carney. You know how loyal you are at the beginning and how you want to do everything that's not going to hurt your family uh, feelings. And so he said, well, I think you should sign up um, S-A-G and change your name to Susan Stafford. He says, it's euphonious. And I said, what's euphonious mean? He says, it rhymes. It goes together. And that I did. It broke my mother and father's heart. (laughs) So
0: I changed it. Well, and um, the gentleman himself with the last name of Ford had quite the history. Can you talk about that?
1: Well, John Ford has been known for, actually, uh, all the wonderful old time of... Well, he had nine Oscars on his fireplace, and I remember for all the things, *Grapes The Wrath, all these wonderful, mostly Western, shooting in Monument Valley. And I remember all these group of peoples that were around me that I had seen growing up. Joel McCray and oh, just so many, Mario Sullivan. And uh, I... I remember saying to him, could I have one of these Oscars, Poppy? You have nine of them. He says, no, that you have to earn on your own. I had no concept. I mean, I was green, and I don't think anybody out there listening at one time or another hasn't been green.
0: Well, exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to author, chaplain, a doctor of psychology, and former original hostess of the iconic Wheel of Fortune game show, celebrating over 40 years and syndicated in over 42 countries, and founder of Will of Grace Unlimited Ministries. We're going to hear more from Dr. Susan Stafford next week as she shares more of her incredible story for the glory of God. Susan, thank you for being with us on Testimony. We look forward to hearing more of your story next week. God bless you.
1: And the Lord bless you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to see.
0: Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ